When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Oh, yeah. It is the first Year of the Ox show of Lori and Julia. Right. The Year of the Ox is here. <laughs> you feel it? Are we going to get oxy today? Yes. Well, we're going to have a better year in 2021. That's what the Year of the Ox thing. So, happy Chinese New Year. Yes. Yes. To you, too. Oh, man, we have so much to talk about today, including the headline, Justin Timberlake right. apologizes to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson 20 years too late. Too late. But he did it. He did it. He did 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 do it. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But it was ironic that um, yesterday, you know, the UCLA gymnast, who's who's, uh, so So good. We don't know her name. um, Her. Margzetta might be her her Twitter name. But anyway, she did a floor routine and it was all done to Janet Jackson music. It was so good. So good. And we posted that and Miss Jackson saw it and said, I love it and tweeted the the gymnast back and she just was dying. But she was doing some of the control dance moves she's such she's such a great gymnast and then she's such a good dancer well it's, it's and she can stick her landings no bobbling with this yeah gal. no kidding margzetta frazier margzetta so good yes so Man, if, so good if so, you go back and listen to control the control album or the rhythm nation yep those still sound super good hats off to jam and lewis for making some timeless beats there and to janet for singing the heck out of it i watched the youtube video in here listening to the music the other day prepping and i'm just watching their dance moves they're so good so so good so yeah so anyway i'm glad i had the um cassette of control oh you did Uh uh-huh wow i guess it was that it was a cassette it yeah. was a cassette. Well, maybe. Remember you... when cassette tape would flip and you'd have to undo it and then you'd take it out and you'd have to spin it around your finger or That's pencil? That's how I made all my mixtapes <laughs> for my friends was cassettes. Oh, I know. Cassettes had like a, like a five-year run there before CDs came They did. Came in. They were big in our time. I mean, yeah. Lori, Lori doesn't even have a CD player in her car anymore. I mean, that oh, to me seems... Oh, that's making me sick. I don't think either of my cars have a CD okay. player. That's just wrong. On so many levels, because it's forcing you to have to buy, you know, listen to us, which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to turn this around because I was going to say yes. something. Else. That's exactly what people do. Oh, I don't have a CD player. I'm going to listen to Lori and Julia exactly. on FM radio. It's top mine. It's top mine. But I think it just, you know, it's probably a deal with like Sirius XM or something trying to get more subscriptions. Because it's in all the damn cars. Who knows? You can Who get knows? your car. You can get a car with it. Mine has your... CDs. Yeah, CD yeah. My, my one yeah. that I turned in. Yeah. Remember the CD. when we used to have six? Like I had a car like that had trunk? six no, CDs. It, six it, was, it was in the front chamber. of my car, but it had six chambers. I had one where it was in the trunk. Right. And you, you know, you, if you wanted to switch CDs, you had to go in the trunk. <laughs> Boy, it seems like a long time ago. And then if you went over a speed bump, you it know, would, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we the, had it rough. We did. Well, the year of the ox, 
They promised the year of the ox is it's that be way better than the year of the rat, which was just a terrible. Yeah, year. hard year is going to pay off. Um, kinship is going to help. I don't know. I'm not reading that one because mm-hmm. it's got too many names in it. No major disasters this year, so that's kind of nice. Good. I feel and like then, we're in one. You know what song came out uh, ten years ago, uh, like basically this week, hmm. but on Tuesday, born this way. Lady Gaga song. That song oh, is already 10 years old. Are now, you kidding? That is a great song. That is a great that song. That never gets old. No. And such a great, you know, video, the lyrics. And it's high energy. It's high octane. It's really fun. That is a fun song. Yeah. And definitely a, a, a gay anthem of our, for our time. I mean, yeah. Definitely. You nailed it. And you hear it, you know, all the time and pride parades and all that. And Yes. No, and that's another one that still sounds good. It's, it still yeah. sounds good. Okay, so the Australian Open is happening. Oh down under. boy, how late you mm. stay up? Because I know my brother just said, "Don't anybody in the well, family." Well, it doesn't even start me. till nine at night. No, I know, I know. And so I tape even it. later for him. Yeah, I earlier, earlier, earlier at seven there. Um, but I tape it, and I did stay up way, way, way too late watching it. But they had the best interview. Um, spoiler alert. Okay. That was time for everyone to turn off their radio mm-hmm. and turn on their CD player for mm-hmm. cassette. Um, Serena Williams had a really crappy round, but she ends up, you know, winning. And so in the post interview, the lady who was interviewing her is a former um, competitor who is in Australia. She's an Australian woman. I can't think of her name. She used to play against her, but she was so nervous because this was her first big interview with Serena. Yeah. And so... She's like, well, I'm so nervous. I didn't sleep at all. This is so exciting. We used to play together. And she's like, oh, yes, it was so fun. You know, and she goes, well, you, it was probably more fun for you than it was for me because she always lost. And she says, well, I'm going to ask you, you know, besides the tennis, blah, blah, blah. So tell me, what is it like with your daughter? I know you didn't want her to play tennis, but now she's playing tennis. And she goes, oh, and Serena just lit up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yes, Olympia. I never thought I would do it, but she's got a coach. She's got a tennis coach and she's three years old. And she said, well, talk to me about what you're wearing. Cause she's wearing a Flojo, the old, the Olympic runner inspired bodysuit, basically. And Serena just lit up. I mean, her dynamics in her face just changed talking about fashion, talking right. about her child, talking. And then she talked you about like the her, artwork in um, her house. Cat I really, it's grown on me. I am in awe of her body. Mm-hmm. How strong she is. Yeah. I just look at her muscles because you can see your muscles. It's skin tight. It's got one long. It's like wearing a full body suit, uh-huh. long sleeve arms, long sleeve leg. But one of the legs is cut short for a biker short. Got it. And she said Flojo's was cut more for a runner short, which was more the panty underpants mm-hmm. looking. And she just and the way the cut of it is, it just she's so strong and I just admire her body and I'm in awe of her strength and her physique and her flat abs. I mean, she looks amazing. Well, she's probably been training hard. She has been training hard, but there was some good stuff, but they have a COVID scare down there at a holiday Inn at the airport, not related to the Australian open. So Victoria, the state where Melbourne is as closed down now, no fans after last night. Cause they've, they had eradicated it. Yes. So now they're having five day lockdowns. So there will be no fans in the stands. Okay. Again. So, but it's it's fun to watch the tennis. It's been really it's been really fun. Yeah, because KJ KJ Apa or Apa, however you say his name, he plays Archie on Riverdale. He was on with Jimmy Kimmel the other night, and he mm-hmm. said his friends and family have all been sending him pictures because he's Australian. 
of movie or music festivals and everyone being outside without masks, without you see them in the crowds. And, and Jimmy's like, okay, so that's what it's going to look like here mm-hmm. eventually. And of course, they're uh, filming Riverdale in Vancouver, and they are all you know strict quarantine. Sure, but he was so giddy, Archie was about being on Jimmy Kimmel. It was kind of well. That's a big get. Yeah. That's a big get. And so we'll hear more about Archie 20 years later or whatever that you want. Seven years later, we Uh go forward. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story. We've been waiting for. That's right. (laughs) Thank you, Rocco. Perfect song for our story we can't get enough of, which is that Justin Timberlake um, uh, finally, finally, 20 years uh, late, is uh, apologizing to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson. And, um, of course, it's the number one story out there, all the media Mm -hmm. uh, outlets. I have a couple thoughts about this apology. (laughs) Are Um, any of them positive? Julia, the (laughs) only reason he's apologizing is because... He's been called out. He's been called out because people watch Framing, Britney Spears this weekend, and also every Super Bowl since the 2004 Janet Jackson Super Bowl... People call him out on Super Bowl Sunday leading up to it and afterwards for what he did. um, In his his silence in the wake of their Super Bowl halftime show. And and I read his apology and, you know, it's okay. But the fact that he's only doing this because of the pressure put on him, his he he's never experienced this much heat on owning up to his stuff so it's just so late it feels disingenuous and i want to say cry me a river bro but the other thing is that because he doesn't like i would have respected him more if he said i apologize britney spears and janet jackson for my part in destroying your careers he doesn't say what it is so every single media outlet that's reporting on this has to explain what it is that he's apologizing for because it's nice and vague. Here's the New York Times take. Justin Timberlake apologizes to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson in a vague but earnest Instagram post a week after a New York Times documentary and Spears set off a wave of criticism for how he treated the pop star after their breakup. And, you know, but so he doesn't, say what it is that he is sorry for. So every outlet has to explain what that is. And I, we have asked for this apology for years. (laughs) He could have apologized years ago. He has never owned up. And so this owning up feels like it's disingenuous. Now, I will say this, if he were to do a follow-up interview because I don't want him because he does say in his um, Instagram post, um, I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better. And because most importantly, this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be a part of and grow from dot, dot, dot. So uh, the New York times and everyone who's calling him for an interview, he should sit down and be Mm -hmm. in the hot seat and talk about all the ways he's been problematic, because I can count at least 20 times where he's been a major douchebag and, you know, basically, you know, played a part in 
being dismissive or outright responsible for, uh, you know, there's so many things, but he needs to sit down with the New York Times and answer, you know, wholeheartedly participate in the conversation about what he did so that there is true ownership acknowledgement. And he does say, you know, I specifically apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, but he doesn't say for what. And so if he wants to have this seem more than a disingenuous PR written apology well, statement. Well, it's an Instagram post, Larry. So but they his, can't, yeah. His publicist, yes, somebody of wrote course, that of for course him. Someone did. Okay. They've been crafting this since Monday when they realized, uh oh, uh, who's framing Britney Spears? You've never had this much. We've never had to disable your comments. Sure. It's 95% people against you. His celebrity friends are calling saying, dude, why aren't you apologizing? So, but he he should stick around, get uncomfortable, face the tough questions. And if I were advising him, I would set up an interview mm-hmm. with the New York Times, and I would advise him not to be afraid of it because what would it cost him? After all, now he's been exposed to all of his earnest sure. shortcomings. He might as well do it, right? Because he didn't do it in the apology. But it was a good first, Lori, I'm going to give him, I'm going to say this. Yes, he wouldn't have done this if there was an extreme pressure. Okay. No one, no one wants to do that. It's the only reason he did this. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yes, people do want to own up and apologize for crap that they do. You and I do it. I know we do, but. but, Why do you make an apology for him for that? So just hold on a second. So the other part of his statement that he was, um, He's talking about the flawed music industry, which sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all it was while it was happening in my own life, but I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down ever again. And then he goes on to say, and this is where I have not been perfect in navigating all this throughout my career. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve my past. I want to take accountability for my missteps and all of this, as well as be part of the world that uplifts and support. I deeply care about people. I can do better. But I agree with you. The next step would be a sit down, uncomfortable. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what was going on. Because you and I, and Rock, I don't know if you know this, but we know after the 2004 Super Bowl halftime show, Les Moonves, who is head of CBS, the following weekend was the Grammys. And they were on CBS. And Les Moonves was so... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasts platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen Hanna, mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
couple mad at both of them, but particularly Janet because she she didn't she wasn't contrite enough. She didn't say, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I'm so she sorry." She didn't cry like a big baby like Which we Justin, heard Justin Timberlake, Timberlake did. did. And and so he said, "You guys are not going to be performing at the upcoming Grammys." Mm-hmm. And he cried and he whined and he whined and he whined and he did. So he performed at the next week's Grammys, and then we go to find out when Les Moonves was taken out of CBS, that he had a personal vendetta for years trying to make sure that Janet Jackson's music was never played on CBS radio stations, that her book wasn't published by the Simon, um, and Schuster. Simon Schuster, which CBS Viacom owned, that all these bad things would happen to Janet Jackson while Justin Timberlake's flourished. Yes, so, and, and as a member of NSYNC, he's the one who be stepped on Britney's backs yep, and the, the whole Crimea River right. and all of that. And, I, I guess he's apologizing because he's getting heat from the documentary. Right. I don't think he would have apologized Agreed. if, if Agreed. it wasn't for this documentary. I agree 100%. And also he's starring in a movie where he's having a, an interracial romance with the black woman who he made out with. While his wife was pregnant. Pregnant and he's gave got a, a couple- very lame Instagram apology last fall about yeah. it where he blamed the booze. For making his mm-hmm. hand go up her thigh. Maybe this, but maybe, the, I mean, okay. He's so- just apologizing now because of the racial climate, this movie, the documentary, all of it. His people have just said to him, you know, the noise is now deafening. There's too many think pieces. 25 other ways uh, Justin Timberlake has been problematic. There have been... I mean, you can't even keep up with them all. Um, There's one writer for the for Philadelphia magazine, and he um, uh, today said um, five years ago, he asked Justin Timberlake, are you ever going to apologize to Janet Jackson? Mm -hmm. And you know what Justin said to him? Janet and I are fine. No, he called the reporter. Aren't you a sweet soul? And completely went over the question. And oh, because I felt like he has no, in the past addressed it and said, no, no, we're no. fine. No, he has never addressed it because in 2006, oh, uh, Janet Jackson gave an interview to Oprah, Oprah. Winfrey and mm-hmm. she said, Justin Timberlake did leave me hanging. Mm-hmm. And, and so my she, nipple out, exposed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he knew what he was doing. And so I just, you know, I want to see him do another interview where he gets into the specifics about it because he didn't get he right he doesn't even say in the apology what it is right he i would have respected this apology if he said i apologize to you britney spears and janet jackson for my huge part in destroying your career i am sorry that's the apology that i would have written for him Mm -hmm. okay and maybe not just on an Instagram post. Well, that's the part. I mean, it, it is a bigger... That's where he's it, getting... It's a bigger... But he's getting flat because it's an Instagram post yeah, and it's limited. But but again, it's a first step. I mean, I oh, you know me. You Lori, I'm a first overdue <laughs> step that's it's a disingenuous first step unless he follows it up All right, fine. with a hard-hitting interview and answering some hard questions. That's what is... That's what he needs to do if he wants to wholeheartedly follow up on the conversation. Well, we'll see what happens. <sighs> TBD. Holly. <laughs> oh. You know that was uh, oh. weak. I, the notes thing, I think, publishing it like that on social I, media. It, it's 
<sighs> we'll look forward to the evolution of this conversation. Well, it's yeah. good. There's and, gonna and be I more. wish you would have even said, I don't know what the hell has taken me so long. I wish I wanted yeah. more heartfelt. Yeah. Not a PR spin. Oh, well. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. Uh, reps for Miss Britney Spears and Miss Janet Jackson. They're not returning anybody's calls for comments on JT's right. apology, which is the way they should totally do it. And, you know, last weekend, Brit- Justin Timberlake's publicist was so hard at work. Saturday, the planted story with OK that there's no uh, that it made it sound like it was from Team Britney Spears. Right. She doesn't hate Justin, she loves him, him and blah, blah, blah. And then on Sunday, there was a story where JT was very sympathetic to JT. Brittany wouldn't like this and slammed the tabloid nature of the New York Times sure. documentary. How, you know, yep. this was last weekend. And so he puts out his Instagram apology. And then what happens a couple hours later? His publicist is hard at work telling Page Six... Justin did this on his own. It's really from the heart. This isn't about publicity. So the Hollywood speak on this is the hundred percent about publicity. <laughs> That's how they're spinning this from so many directions. Um, someone just uh, tweeted me or tweeted us that they um, graduated from junior high and high school and college by the time they got this apology. Well, that's how long, really, that's how long it has been. I was just going to say, because we're reliving the early aughts right now. He he could have apologized about this, you know, any number of year, years, even just, you know, uh, when he, geez, Janet Jackson gets banned from radio and gets canceled, and then he gets asked back to the Super Bowl in 2018 and disses Prince. Yeah, who who did already? Don't forget the him accepting that award for Prince and using it as an opportunity to make fun of Prince's height at like the Golden Globes. Okay. Remember that? Okay, okay. But he's he's an a hole often enough that it's it's I, enough. It's enough, Julia. It's, it's enough. Just I enough. agree. And and I and I really want him to do another uh, interview because I absolutely hate that all these media outlets have to explain in their story what, what he's apologizing yeah, for because he can't even say it in the I apology. I so it. I don't think, like, would you accept if one of your kids or a lover or a husband, Rocco, you too, or like when somebody has to apologize for something, part of the apologies is... Admitting what you did. Right. I'm sorry I did this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Not, I'm just sorry you feel bad. Yeah, when you're raising a small kid, you need to make them understand, you know, why... Why we, this is wrong. Yeah, why why it's wrong and why we feel, you know, explain. You explain because you can't, because too often we throw out the shallow, oh, I'm sorry, or I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, or I'm sorry I was part of that, I didn't know what I was doing, I'll do better next time. You gotta apologize for the... The action. The action. That you did. So, woods, words, I mean, Justin. But just straight up, the PR team is already at work. He did this on his own. It's really from the heart. This isn't about publicity. And then, you know, his wife, Brandy Carlisle, and Chris Stapleton have been really the only celebs. That have praised him for this. Oh, and Jessica, Brandy Carlisle did? And Jessica Beale just said, a heart, I love you. And probably her assistant typed that in. Do you think she's talking to him? 
I th- I think so. I, I mean, she might be making a plan, but I mean, listen, this is always yeah, there's I, nothing more humiliating for a woman w- than getting publicly busted. Your husband making out with somebody while you're pregnant and at home. It's right up there with, you know, him dumping you while you're eight months pregnant. We're and looking going at out you, with Billy. Chloe, Chloe Kardashian. Billy Crudup. Lily, oh gosh, we don't Left forgive Mary people. Louise Parker for Claire Danes. Okay. In- I mean, that's like, it's a hard... You can see that's going to yeah. take some while. It's it is. might take some therapy. Who well, knows? I'm, ex- I'm ex- you know, Lori, good news for Brittany kind of today. Oh, uh, let's talk about that, that, and, that her, happened, and her uh, conservator case. Yeah, that happened yesterday. There was uh, Britney Spears had a minor victory in court. The um, She had gone to court to ask her dad not to be the conservator of her, you know, estate and herself and everything. And, um, uh, he wanted to be sole, the sole yes. person, and they are keeping the uh, investment firm that the court appointed as right. co-conservator because, um, you know, she her conservatorship is of her person and her finances. Mm-hmm. It's dual, and um, and some of the things that we learned from Framing Brittany the New York times documentaries that conservators are a last resort because they're almost always practically forever. And Brittany's dad, um, you know, stepped down as the conservator of Brittany's person after he allegedly abused her son, Sean. And then Brittany got a restraining order against her dad with Kevin's help, her ex-husband, Kevin. That's right. And so he got taken off of her personhood, but he's still co-conservator of her finances. Mm -hmm. And um, she petitioned for this investment company, Bessemer Trust, in November to be the co-conservator. And that all happened. So this is good news, but it is very slow and very difficult. This is listen, this is a massively wealthy white woman mm-hmm. okay to get out from under a conservatorship and we heard in that in california the attorney right who was speaking on the record who's now on her dad's team said i've never been involved with one that's, that's been overruled right so she's you know had a court-appointed uh, lawyer for 13 years but her money pays for jamie spears's lawyer's to sure. fight to keep against her, her in a conservatorship against her. It's just, it's such a whole gaslighting situation. So anyway, I, I she's probably very, you know, happy about that. And um, yeah, you know, anyway. It, it feels like we're back in 2005 or six talking about Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears like oh, we are and Janet Jackson, but yeah, it's a, Anyway, I, I, I'm glad that 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 happened, I am too. and I hope she's you know going to be um, freed from the grasp of her dad. The fact that you know, like, if she wanted to get married, he's not letting her get married or have a baby. It's just like really appalling. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that is. It's it is, and and the kid. Remember the uh, kid who said, "Leave Brittany alone." Mm-hmm. Remember that kid mm-hmm. who cried. Uh, and, you know, people were like, he was just like, leave her alone. He's 33 years old now, Chris Crocker. And um, he said, you know, Michael Moore and Craig Ferguson both said, leave 
Britney alone and nobody batted an eyelash, but I was so emotional. People really made fun of me for a long time. Yeah, they it's did. still a meme. Oh, wow. Yeah. And those things, they're very hard to get rid of. Yeah. So, very but, hard to get rid of. You know, people are of. calling them again mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So I don't know if any, if Rocco, you have any thoughts on the whole JT thing. You're, you're a guy. You're a guy. You want to wait? Yeah. On. I mean, you're exactly right. I, they you are I mean, a guy he, is that what she's right yeah. about yeah <laughs> i mean let's think about what i mean what happened she they they were doing a dance at the super bowl they did a they pulled away on a part of her top and her yep. boob came out and it had a nipple cover on it so you know it was planned yeah you know they had this in the works right probably their choreographer and costume were in on it too right and extra but only layer janet took the fall no That's i know right. it was so bad he never said wait a second i was part of that too mm-hmm. in fact in an interview that he did about 10 years ago he said, yeah, it should have been a 50-50 blame, but I guess I got like 10%. And I thought, you didn't get even 10%, no. dude. Well, he, behind <sighs> the scenes, had to grovel and beg, Lori. That's what he's probably it's saying. It's 10%, That's right. his 10%, so he could perform at the Grammys the next weekend. Uh, yeah, I don't know why he didn't make a stronger well, apology. You know, I mean, the same thing happens in sports, too, where, you know, like this Malik Beasley for the Timberwolves. Yes. He did oh. some bad stuff oh, this summer. Oh, my word. How about but this he's, one? he's still playing because he's good and because, right. you know. They're going to postpone his but if somebody, house if a, arrest. If a scrub would have done it this summer, and I'm not calling Janet Jackson a scrub. No, I know. But if a scrub does it, they get rid of him. And Justin's career was sort of on the ascending where Janet's was sort of, you know, said, middling, yeah. right? Yeah. And but, so they they gave Justin a pass and were, you know, let Janet slide a little, you know. No, they she got punished for it because, I mean, even look what happened with The weekend performing this past weekend. His streams are up 50%. Right. Your music, you, you know. That's what you do it for because you don't get paid to perform at that's halftime. That's right. And the eyeballs. I mean, so yes. many people never even knew who The weekend and was. And also every, it's like, you know, the Super Bowl is the biggest uh, platform out there. I mean, people go on Dancing with the Stars to rejuvenate your career. So being appearing on the Super Bowl and then getting blackballed. Right. Uh I mean, it really is something. And we we have been asking for him to apologize for (laughs) years. So the fact that he's finally apologized, I am not going to give him a ribbon, a sucker. (laughs) Or a river. I might cry him a river. It must have been bad for him to do it, but he still can't even say what it is. Well, that's for the sit-down interview, like you suggested, that he's going to do on 60 Minutes. Celebrity apology from uh, Justin Timberlake doesn't help Britney Spears get out of her conservatorship one damn bit. So, anyway. All right, there you go. That's just what I have to say about that. (laughs) As soon as I saw that, I was just like, oh, I can't wait to read this. And then I'm reading it, then I'm reading it again. I'm like, what the damn intern typed this out? <laughs> so vague and soft. And I have a problem. I need your help. Uh, yeah, That's our I was line. a real a-hole. That's our line. I Rocco. apologize for wrecking, ruining, trashing your you guys. Whatever yep. you want to be a little bit. Um, like try and th- throw in like you know some of your own real, but. He probably is like, yeah, I kind of get it. 
I mean, and I you know, know how successful that single album was, bringing sexy back. I mean, that was what Crimea River was on. I mean, it was huge. I I know every song on that album. I bought that album wholeheartedly. And then, well, I also think he needs to apologize to NSYNC. Because when he, his ego got so big. Oh, my God. And his 2020 yeah. experience tour and stuff. I mean, he is so talented. I, I love Justin Timberlake music. And yeah. I like watching him dance. And he's super talented. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I think how he even dealt with the NSYNC guys when he had that 15... 15- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Minute experience at the Grammys or something and let yeah. them be on stage for 30 seconds. Right, I know. And I just thought, you know, can't you throw your colleagues a bone? No. You ran all over Europe with these guys when you were 13, 14, 15, and they, they made you who you are, too. Right. So well, anyway. he was busy standing on Britney's back. <laughs> okay, we gotta go. Okay. It's time for new all music. Right. <laughs> new music Friday. We'll be right back. We're Colleen and Bradley, and we're pop culture detectives with a podcast called Go Deep in the Shallow. After almost a decade of talking about celebrities on the radio, we noticed that what celebs want you to know and what's actually happening are not always the same. In our first season, we uncovered how entertainment magazines work hand-in-glove with celebrities to benefit their bottom line. We explored the art of the publicationship, celebrity relationships for publicity. We see you, Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello. The whole first season is now available for download wherever you get your podcasts. And don't worry, we're working on a whole new season full of the lies Hollywood is trying to tell you. Go deep in the shallow with us. Check it out, subscribe, and review. Hey, it's Jace for Chrisland. We have movie reviews, and we have our Ethel and Fred casting in the Being the Ricardos movie. Okay, let's do our reviews first. Okay, okay? let's do and the you reviews. know, these are really going to be really, really great re- reviews because they're by me. Okay. And you know, <laughs> I'm horrible at this. Um, okay, so first of all, I watched Barb and Star Visit Del Mar, and this is Kristen Wiig and um, Anna... Mumolo. Mumolo. And she was on... Um, they SNL. wrote Bridesmaids Yes, they together. did. And so this is, it's on um, Netflix tonight, I believe. You can watch it. Um, I thought it was so funny. It's, it's video on demand. So video on demand. for it. Yeah, you are going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Larry. Yes, you do have to pay for it. So I know, um, so what it is, is it's these two Midwestern ladies who lose their jobs. They're kind of losers, to say the least. And then they get kicked out of their talking club. I mean, it's just funny. It makes fun of just mid middle America, you know, big perms, mm-hmm. crocheted sweaters, culottes. Mm-hmm. But they have this banter with each other and how they finish each other's sentences. And they talk like they're from Minnesota, sort of. Yeah. And they have this thing going when on. When I saw the the uh, trailer for it, it reminded me of the um, Molly Shannon and Anna Gasser it's exactly. when they were the delicious dish ladies it's on exactly, SNL. That's exactly who they what they act okay. like. But they're best friends mm-hmm. and they don't want to hurt each other's feelings, but they mm-hmm. compliment each other, but they don't, but they do, but they don't. And then they decide that they, since they've lost their jobs, need one of their friends got back from Vista Del Mar, which is this place in Florida. So they decide to go there and, and stuff happens. But to me, I needed it. 
It made me laugh. Mm-hmm. It's 90 minutes. It's not like Bridesmaids. It's more like it's beyond silly, silly. I mean, this is just silly silliness. It's it might. Um, Chris Hewitt only gave it like two stars. I he think. gave it two out of four stars. Yeah, I, I give it three. Because okay. I needed to giggle and laugh, and the, and Jamie Jamie Dornan, who was uh, Mr. Gray from Fifty Shades mm-hmm. of Gray, is he said uh, uh, he has he uh, sings he breaks out several celebrity cam- camels yeah there's weird things that pop up but the color extravaganza the sunshine the the dancing right. it's kind of like part musical part stage show part movie part this part that I just let it go okay. and had fun with it right. so I I give it. I thought it was fun. Okay. I thought it was fun. And then it looks like if you want to get it on Amazon Prime in HD, it's like 20 bucks. It's 20 bucks. But I mean, have a friend over and just watch. It's funny. It's fun. Is it worth 20 bucks? Because that is the, or do you wait for it to stream on a thing you already have? Okay. That's the million dollar It's been 40 below zero here. There's nothing to do. I think $20 was worth it for me. Split it with a friend. It's 10 bucks a piece. Yeah. Make me pay up when you come into my house. Here's the movie Tin Cup. (laughs) Rekko, are you collecting money? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I had fun. And then the other one I watched was Land. And oh. you had seen Robin Wright do interviews about she's this. She's been everywhere. But, and she's so passionate about this movie so because I think she. It was her director. It. She produced it. It was her directorial okay. debut. And what it is about is a woman searching for meeting after she had a tragic thing happen in All her right. life, which you don't even know till halfway through. But so what I, th- and it has Damien, um, how do you say his last name, Laurie? He was from, um, oh, Damien Bashir. I love him. Yeah, I do too. So, yeah. And then, uh, um, Nomad Land is out February 19th. So, so we next have week. next week. Yeah. We've got a week because that's that the one. other buzzy movie. All right, everybody. That's it. This is Laurie and Julia, my mm-hmm. tech 1071. We'll be right back.